You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by HuntStand. HuntStand is the number one hunting app in the country, and at only $29.99, HuntStand offers a ton of functionality for hunters all over the country. Whether you own your own property or strictly hunt public, you can choose from over a dozen base maps, view property ownership information, 3D mapping, local weather, log your sightings and harvest, as well as use their trail cam management software, and print maps from your hunt areas. Download it today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hunt Stand. Upgrade your arsenal. The Houndsman XP Podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Get him! Get him! Yeah! Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many day, how many days a week do you spend on As much as I can, to be honest with you. Any time that I get, I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> Okay, so we are live from Salem, Illinois, and we're at the 2021 PKC World Hunt. We are on the road, Houndsman XP on the road, and I've got the pleasure of sitting down with the owner of uh, Joy and High Standard Dog Food, Mr. Wade Kraswitz. How did I do to pronounce your last name? Perfect. I did? Yes, you I got can't, it. I can't believe I got it, man. I've been practicing. It. First time, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wade Kraswitz. And, and uh Wade, uh, thanks for sitting down and talking to us and talking thanks to for our having audience. Me. Oh yeah, our pleasure. 
So introduce yourself. Tell tell the people who Wade Kraswitz is, and and uh, you've got a pretty lengthy background in hounds and coon hunting, and you've done some stuff with coon hounds. It's been a couple of years, but right, yeah. Um, grew up in Pinkville, Illinois, and still live there. Um, started coon hunting out of college um, in, in the mid '80s, and um, fell in love with it and uh, first three or four three four years really didn't know what a coon dog was <laughs> um i had the luxury of um having a bunch of good coon dogs around me um mm -hmm. that i learned i learned from you know going way back in time you got clyde treadwell live right there oh my gosh uh, dave juvers uh, even guys like um Oh my gosh, I could go on and on. Doug Higgerson, Don Hicks, um, placed one a lot, placed in the world hunt in, I think, 1976. Um, uh, he's the one who really got me started and taught me, you know, what, what a coon dog was. And we've, you know, just took me some time, took us some time and, mm -hmm. and there we were. And, um, in 90, um, one one thing that we've 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 all found out is, is how important it is to have those people that are mentors for houndsmen. Right. You know, we talk about that all the time. How important it is for a person that's trying to break into this sport to have that person. I mean, if you had to cold start from this thing and just try to find rough. your own way, it'd be hard, wouldn't it? Very hard, very very hard, and. Um, uh, and Donnie Hicks just passed away here, I think February. So, um, but anyway, he's one that kind of guided me straight, you know, you know, do this, don't do that type deal. Um, and of course I'm very, very <coughs> extremely over the top competitive and can't stand to get beat. <laughs> so, um, that I'm impatient on stuff like that. Yeah. So, as far as knowing the rules and all that, I knew those rules. I had them memorized. So, right. But anyway, we finally finally come on a couple dogs. And um, uh, final cast, 1990, AKC, ACHA World Hunt. Um, finished fourth, but, hey, got beat. Um, Max Little Joe won it that year. Great dog. You um, made it to the final cast. Final cast. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, that was in the 90s, so I was 27. Um, Ed Yates had a um, stylish dolly in the final cast mm -hmm. with Ted Ramey. I mean, we're going back in time. Right. Handling the dog. And um, uh, Junior Jackson and Doug Jackson with Jukebox was in the final cast. He got third. Wow. So, yeah. What's it like to be in that final cast? You say you're 27 years old, right? Yeah, I'm 27. Yeah. What was it like to be in a, that final cast with those those guys you mentioned? I mean, oh. everybody knows those guys. If oh, you've yeah, been absolutely. tracking hounds for very long, they know who those people are. Well, little little side story, and it's Rick and Mike McComber um, that own Max Little Joe. There was a there was a young guy about my age that handled that dog all week. Okay, he gets to the final cast Saturday night, and the kid kid couldn't do it. I mean, he he threw up and just, nerves. Yeah, started crying and and 
I don't remember which one, which which guy handled the dog. Um, I think it was. Uh, I'm not for sure. I don't want to say. But anyway, <laughs> he hadn't handled the dog all week. Right. Okay. He, of course, he owned the dog and stuff, but I don't think he'd been hunting the dog prior to coming up to the hunt, and he took over the took over the dog on the final cast, and he won that hunt. Very, very controversial deal, but ended up in a, a fight and everything else at the end, but he won that hunt basically right in the last three seconds. So uh, anybody that coon hunted back in the, back in the day will will remember all that going on. It mm-hmm. was it was wild that night. But yeah, yeah. And you were you were the one that was sitting in that first place spot, right? Isn't that what you told me? Yeah, there for a while, and then we had we had one on the last on the on the last turn loose. The last turn loose, um, all dogs got treed. My female uh, cut a cut a coon in a cornfield, ended up in a brush pile. And, oh man! Yeah, and actually, the Dolly female had it one. Mm-hmm. Ed Yates with Ted Ramey handling, and um, Jukebox was actually second at the time. And they they uh, they treed um, Joe just in the last couple seconds, mm-hmm. and actually put the time on him, if I remember correctly, and he fell treed. Yeah, and, and they they won the hunt and. And uh, rest is history. Yeah. But, no, I, I learned a lot. How many years did, do you still have hounds? No, sir, I don't. So how many years did, do you consider, you know, did you compete in uh, competition coon hunting? About 10. Mm-hmm. 8 to 10. Yeah. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine is the most comprehensive magazine that represents your lifestyle as a houndsman. If you can hunt it with a hound, it is being covered in the pages of Southern Hound Hunting Magazine. You also get an in-depth look at the men and women who are engaged in this lifestyle, living it every day to the fullest. From the Rocky Mountains to the Southern Swamps and across the ocean with articles about our international houndsmen and what they're chasing across the pond. Go to southernhoundhunting.com. Get your subscription for $15 a year. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine, promoting the fair chase experience. You know, really hard. And then, you know, kids, I had two, two kids at home and, and uh, they started, they started getting older. And then in 98, uh, I owned a, um, uh, actually it was like a sporting goods type feed store called high standard yeah and um you know worked that thing you know six and a half days a week i was open from 11 to 5 even on sundays Mm -hmm. you know trying to you know get all the traffic flow through little town of pinnaville i could um and in 98 that's when i said hey you know i know if i can get the right pet food at the right price and the right ingredients I th- I think I can do this. Mm-hmm. So I, I gambled. I had I needed order, I needed to order packaging and packaging wasn't cheap and you got to order so much at a time and I think it was 10 grand. I was like okay, I'm going to gamble with this 10 grand on these three different products. And, and that's I, how you started. That's how I started. High standard dog food. 
So you started, you didn't come in and buy High Standard. You started High Correct. Standard. And it's yes. came, it got its name from your original feed store. Hey, right. before we get into that story, I want to ask you. So what, what is it, what does it mean to be sitting on the grounds to you in, in 2021 after all these years in hounds and producing high standard dog food, you know, to be sitting here at Salem, Illinois on these grounds. What does this event, events like this mean to you, Wade? All it wants me to reach in my front pocket and go buy the best dog I can find right here. As well. <laughs> but uh, If you buy them, I'll handle him. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to go over here to Briar Creek and buy a light, though. I didn't I bring a light with me. I just bought a light today. So Did I, have, I have no light in 10, 12 years, but I went over and bought a light today from some of these guys. But yeah. Um, no, I just, you know, I was standing here a while ago and you walked off looking for a place to plug in some power. And, you know, I see, I see guys that I've known for 20 years, you know, and they're looking at me and I'm looking at them, you know, you know, reintroduce herself and, right. you know, and I could probably walk around here and talk for, for hours, you know, some of these, some of these guys. Every time you turn around, if you've been, if you've been in this game for very long, every time you turn around. It's hard to find time to go find something to eat, or you got to grab your friends right. and go get something to eat with them. And I mean, you can just talk and talk and talk. But right. yeah, I just want to get your impression on that because a, a lot of our Western hunters and even some Eastern coon hunters d have never experienced events like this. Right. Um, when I first came to Salem, none of these campers were here. Um, not as uh, there were a few, but. It was mainly camp, you know, staying in the, staying in the motel, coming over here and putting your entry in in the evenings, right. and then and then out of here. But now, you know, you got people pulling in RVs here and taking up residence in Salem, Illinois, for the week. Right. Yeah. I see it. I don't know how long it's been in Salem, but prior to it was in Aurora, Kentucky, for years. Exactly. And exactly. Years. Yeah. And down at the tennis center. Yes. That was the, the first one I went to. Yeah. And you competed down there. Yes. And they they had really nice and, and nothing nothing in Salem because I I like this setup but they had an indoor arena convention center type deal and you know a lot of memories you know when you know people my buddies won the world hunt and stuff and mm -hmm. I'd go down there they're in the final cat back then there's no you know there's no really no internet no no computers no. so it's all on the phone hey who mm -hmm. got who's who's in tonight you yeah know? and a beautiful setting set oh, right yeah. there on the lake. Yeah. Tennis center. Yeah. Better yeah. hunting here, though. Yeah, I agree. More coons right here. Yep, there yeah. definitely is. All right, so how does a guy that owned how whatever motivated <laughs> – I can't even imagine what it would be like to be trying to develop a brand of dog food. You know, you talked about packaging and marketing and all that stuff, but you got to know how to what you want in it. Right. There had to be an enormous amount of work. You know, I just, I sold, you know, I used to sell, I used to sell Joy, okay? And I sold, I sold Diamond. I sold Midwestern Pet Food Sport Mix. I sold Science Diet. I sold Imes, Yukonuba. And listen, I fed them all. Mm -hmm. I fed every single solitary one of them, okay? There's a thing called busted bags in the feed business, okay? Mm -hmm. And you feed them. And, you know, um, man, I look at... Look at the product, proteins, fats. Look at the ingredients, and you know I, I I knew what I knew what I wanted in an ingredient deck, and I knew where I wanted to be in 
on on the price end of it. Mm-hmm. So between between those two, you know, once I got my packaging, and you know, at first nobody'd take me. I couldn't find a, a manufacturing facility, you know, that even wanted my business. I don't even know where I'd start looking. Oh uh, yeah, it's on the phone. I mean, I stay on that phone. And that was back before. What year was that? Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Yes. Well, Al Gore had invented the internet by then. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, so we did have the internet. Right. But it was crude, man. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. the internet in the nineties, and you had you had dial-up calling, and uh, it was hard to use. It was magical, but compared to today, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So finally found a place, you know, to take me, and I I was there for about a year, and. um I'll be honest with you, they switched the ingredients on me. And here's, I told them what I wanted. Here's my packaging. Here's what I want. And we sat down and we did the entire thing and uh, straight up and down. And I'm not going to name names, but they, they absolutely positive without a doubt because I caught them. They switched ingredients and I yanked it. Um, I yanked my packaging and everything right then and there and, and left and, and, um, immediately within weeks found another manufacturer that you know was good and would would listen and work with me and and not change the ingredients i've always been big on that don't change the ingredients so you were subcontracting yes. the the recipe yes to be manufactured or put together somewhere else correct i got you um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it started. How did you, how did you know what you wanted? I mean, how did you know what you wanted in high standard dog food? Just from feeding all those other brands. Okay. And I'd look at that, I'd look at that ingredient panel, which. But how did you know what was doing what in the dog? I mean, if, if you were feeding it, feeding it, you're looking at the packaging on high standard dog food and. How did you know, well, I would like to have more of this and less of this? Well, you, you know, it, it, most of the time, not all the time, you want a good, queen, good, queen, good clean protein, okay, mm-hmm. whether it be chicken or it be beef or it be pork or fish or whatever. You want a good, clean protein that's digestible, okay, and you want a good quality fat, mm-hmm. okay, Um I I prefer chicken fat, poultry fat over, you know, pork. So um, I try to stick with those. Uh, a lot of energy, a lot of nutrition right there. Um, and, you know, the rest of it is, and I overkill. I'll be honest with you. I, I would rather, you know, if it, if it says 2618 on a bag, our ingredient deck, when you look at, Look at the computer printout. It's probably 27 and a half, 19, 19 and a half. Okay. Yeah. I don't want it to be, you know, 25, 2 and, you know, 15, 9. I want it to be at least that, if not over. So, how, how do you, how do you do quality control on it and make sure that you're consistent from batch to batch? Um, 72 hour hold and wait. <clears throat> I mean, everything, there's not one bag of, of, Joy or high standard pet food, dog dog food bag goes out of a plant without a 72-hour window. So after it's manufactured, we sample 
the entire time we're processing, manufacturing it. And then um, we, we test it, not only in-house, but we test it on an outside lab, too. <coughs> so you, so, you, so you, you also go ahead and hire an independent lab to analyze your, yes. your product. Yes. And, and that's a deal that they're just going to be straight up about. Hey, they don't not, care. Yeah. 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 You're, you're not making it. They, yeah. And, you know, hey, if it doesn't, and, and we might have. And you can get that done in 72 hours from the time it comes, it goes in the bag to. Yes. Out the door. Yeah. Okay. You know, like I was on the phone earlier today, we're manufacturing some product today. Okay. Today's Wednesday. If, and it will, um, we won't ship that food till Monday. Mm-hmm. By the time we, you know, it's manufactured, goes into a bag. Okay. We test it. We send, we test it at the, at the plant. We send it off to an outside lab. The results won't come back till Monday. It will not. You know, it will not leave that that uh, warehouse until <clears throat> it's released. Has to match up. So you operated you operated Joy or I'm sorry High Standard from '98, and you kept that brand until uh, to till today. But in what year did you add Joy Dog Food? What year did you buy that? Well, <clears throat> I had I had you know, the past owners approach me in 2010. Um about buying it because high standard was going so well and um, they knew I was young and aggressive and said, won't you buy joy from us? Won't you buy joy, joy dog food from us? And first I was like, man, I I don't want to do that. You know, I got this and they'd come back again and it took a year of negotiating back and forth. Finally agreed to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, they had, they had a nice customer base. Um, little did I know that there was a lot of, lot of issues, a lot of problems with the customer base at the time as far as the, the, the actual distribution. But so I got it. I thought, wow, I've got my hands full because the packaging was atrocious. Um, the ingredient deck was bad. I mean, they had a lot of dog foods with ground, ground yellow corn or wheat right. or soybean meal was right there first or second ingredient mm-hmm. you know and those products don't sell today i was feeding super meal back in the early 80s uh, as a kid you know i was buying my own dog food but i was looking for super meal and i could find it uh at the time it was it was cutting edge type stuff uh i think the what was it 26 percent protein eight percent fat or something like that so every it was a rage you know and and uh Silver silver bag. I was, a, I was. I think super super meal back then was special meal. Special meal, meal green and yet the John Deere uh, bag. Yep. Uh, so yeah, special meal was what what the rage was in the right coon hunting community, beagle community. I mean, you'd open up an American Cooner and there'd be the big joy banner behind you know at at, at events and different things like that. And then about the eighties, or I'm sorry, the the nineties, man, it just disappeared right yeah there was a lot of um there's a lot of um history behind that and chip chips filled me in on a lot of that right and uh we covered some of that in the podcast i did with him which will come out too but uh yeah i was just kind of bringing bringing it around you know he he takes 
take a, a, a dog food that was that high and then it, it goes into that lull where it was and then you buy it in 2012 and now it's rocking again. Yeah. You know, you know <clears throat> we've been blessed. Um, we work hard and, and um, we stay after it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we go to work every day. But, you know, um, Chip's grandfather, to be honest with you, I mean, he built Joey Dog Food back in the day. That's straight up and down. That's that's what happened. And um, I remember um, some, it was 19, I think it was 1988, 1986. I think the World Hunt was in Ohio or Unadilla, Georgia, somewhere up in there. And I remember sleeping. I couldn't sleep in my truck because it was so little, and I was actually on a sleeping bag, sleeping underneath the truck on the ground. Yeah. And and um, the original owner, Russell Kosher, he's riding around the golf court with three or four or five bags of Joy Special Meal on the back. He's filling up trash cans because everybody at that hunt would go over there with a scoop and scoop out Joy Dog Food. Yeah. And that's back in the... Like 86, 85, 87, somewhere right in there. Right. So that's how I remember Joy Dog. Everybody fed it. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't feeding Joy Dog food and you're a coon hunter, there's something wrong with you. Right. Right. So so let's talk about high standard. Um, I'm really interested in high standard. Is there a difference in the formulas of high standard and Joy Dog food, or did you, or do you, do you want to talk about that? Or? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, no, I'll talk about it. It's just, it's like this. I had spent so much time, okay, because you got to remember, 98, 2011, I had 13 years there. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, if you, if, you, if you can prove to me today that I can do something with my pet food and it's going to improve it, I'm all for it because I want to see the results, you know, in, in the dogs and you know, one thing that I've always said, a bag of dog food can never lie. Think about it. You feed it, you're going to see everything about that dog food. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the world can lie about a bag of dog food, but that bag of dog food cannot lie. You feed it, you're going to find out what it's about. Now, you can't feed one bag. You need to feed two or three or four or five bags, but there's no lying in a bag of dog food. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. So when I, when I bought Joy, it was like, I need to do something now. You know, and some of my high standard formulas were just really doing well. So it was almost like if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Okay, leave it alone. Right. So 
Um, so like I said, again, some of the joy, joy pet food formulations back in, you know, 2011 were in the, were in the toilet. Okay? Mm-hmm. They were bad. Yeah. And I was like, we're switching it. You know, we're changing this. We're going we're gonna to change the back of the bag. We're going we're gonna to get this other stuff in there. Um, immediate fix with some mm-hmm. of this stuff. Now, other things took a while. Um, well, like we talked about the Joy Super Mill. <clears throat> the Super Mill at the time was not a good formula, and I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything at the time to replace that. So I immediately went to look, and and I got some help, got some assistance. <clears throat> you know, I don't know everything. I try to surround myself with good people. You know, we're it's it's not me, it's not I, it's it's us, it's we, and all the way from the top to the bottom, and. Um, I got some good help, and we changed that Joy Super Mill. I think Joy Super Mill back in the day was my, maybe like a 2612 or 2614. We changed it to a 3020. <clears throat> and we played with that formulation, and I feel we have it. We have, we have a very, very good 3020 formula. We mm-hmm. really do. And it'll compete with, I'm not going to name names, but it'll compete with any dog food Almost out there. Almost every any dog food out there. <clears throat> and and just to, just to let you know, we started talking a few months ago about about joy dog food and, and right. different things. And I told you then that um, I wanted to feed the feed for a while before yes, she did. She did before you know we progressed into a sponsorship for the podcast and. Sure. And I like doing business like that, but I've been feeding it now for going on six months. And I'm not saying I, I was feeding your feed for a long time before, before Joy came on board as a sponsor. Sure. And uh, it, it was one of those deals where it's, I was a dog food snob and, and it took me actually diving in and saying that I'm going to do it before. I pursued anything any farther, so I'm I'm completely happy with it. I'm feeding the 3020 um, to some of my hounds, and and then I'm feeding the uh, 2420, the uh, high energy, to to some other hounds. So okay, no, yeah. the higher high energy is our on the on the Jewish side of the of the fence um, is our number one seller. So it's 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 doing very very well. And, you know, I walk around here and they see me with my Joy hat and shirt on. And they're like, hey, I'm from Tennessee or I'm from Mississippi. I, I, there's no dealer right here close. I was like, hey, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working on it. That's, that's what we work on every day. I feel like right now our packaging and our ingredient panel, um, we've got it where we need to have it, where we want it. Mm-hmm. I'm completely satisfied. I'm working on <coughs> distribution. Okay, so. Yeah, but let's talk about high standard because that's something that that I'm not familiar with. Sure. Um, let's talk about the high standard part of the of your business and talk about the different formulas there and what you. I'm pretty. I'm familiar with the joy side, but say you find a houndsman in the West that's looking. Tell us what's available on the high standard line that could suit suit that houndsman that needs the same. Uh, meet the energy demands and the performance demands that they have on their hounds. Um, Starting at the top and working our right. way. Well, we have a 3020 in the 
<clears throat> you know, 30 20 in the, uh, in the high standard line. Okay. Okay. We call it super, high standard super. Um, we have a 2618 beef. We have a 2618 chicken based. <clears throat> we have a 2316 on the high standard side that we do not have on the joy side. Mm-hmm. 23 protein, 16 fat. And I formulated that because, <clears throat> excuse me, back in the day, there was a lot of people who just thought that 26 protein and 18 fat was too much in the summertime. Right. And I formulated that 2316 almost identical to the 2618 as far as formulation, but I backed the protein and I backed the fat off. So I remember when I was basically testing that those two formulas, I was actually feeding. One day I'd feed 2618, next day I'd feed 2316. And you know what that could do to a dog. Mm-hmm. And it never missed a beat. Stools stayed good. They ate it good. You know, and that's that's what I wanted. I wanted something really close to that 2618. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, we have a 2420. Um, we have a puppy food um, on the high standard side. We have a 2212. Our 2212 is not your standard 2212. It's, you know, meat first, beef first. Omega-3, Omega-6, glucosamine, chondroitin. A lot of 2112s and 2212s are, you know, they're, they're not, um, they don't have all that in them. Mm-hmm. So we, I, I tend to, I, I'm not, I'm worried about pricing on what the products cost, of course. Let's stop, let's stop while they're doing the national anthem, if you don't mind. No, not at all. I'm not going to apologize for that interruption. Oh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> or to our audience, I'm not no. going to apologize for that interruption. But uh, coon hunters are and houndsmen are a patriotic group. There is no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. So getting back to the high standard side. So if I'm, if I'm hunting in uh, the northern Rocky Mountains where you have, you have extreme uh, conditions at times with temperatures and things like that, uh, I'm, a, I'm a lion hunter. Uh, what feed would if somebody calls you up and says hey this is where I'm hunting you know extreme temperatures I'm doing mountain lion studies in the Flathead Valley of Montana and what would you recommend me if it was me I'd, I'd feed the 3020 mm-hmm. that's what I'd feed <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that don't like that high pro, higher that high of a protein and high of a fat and they, they'll drop it down to the 2420 or the 2618, but I would feed 
<clears throat> excuse me, one of the three for sure. Yeah. Yeah, 30-20, uh, is there any – are there – you always hear things about – I've heard it in, in performance horses, dogs, things like that. When you start getting into that higher protein, um, is the dog at health risk for having that high sustained protein going through his system all the time? Um, well, from what I've been told by nutritionists and vets – you know, when you have a digestible protein, okay, if you're getting your, your protein, your 30% protein from soybean meal and um, uh, not a good, clean protein, then, yeah. <clears throat> but when it's digestible, it'll, it'll flush through quick, mm -hmm. okay? Um, from what I've been told, and I'm not a nutritionist, what I've been told sitting in on meetings and reading and listening it's it's the undigestible proteins that are hard on dogs mm -hmm. yeah so kidney failures and and things like that because yes. you're you're looking at the liver is the filter uh protein goes to the muscle and anything that's not absorbed in the muscle has to be filtered out through the organs so there you have it you know right. if it's not a digestible protein and i think that's a great that makes sense to me you know, a protein that's not digestible and not being used has to pass through the system somewhere. Right. Exactly. And that's where you get your problems. And that's what you have not done and you've stayed away from in yes. your formulas for high standard. Yes. And one other thing while we're talking about all that, you know, ample, clean water. And I'm a big believer just from, just from having dogs <clears throat> feed twice a day. Don't, don't try to feed all of it. Don't try to feed a dog, and and, and I've been I'm guilty of that, and most houndsmen are. Mm -hmm. Okay, they'll go out there and dump enough feed in there to, you know, and, and houndsmen watch, you know, the body and make sure they're not they're not overweight, but they're not underweight. <clears throat> but if you're hunting a dog every day, if you can if you can feed twice a day, <clears throat> excuse me, do it. Feed twice a day. Yeah, it it, it makes a difference. It really does. In I, what way? What does that? How does that make a difference? Well. I, from what I've noticed, okay, from what I've noticed, you know, if, like if, if I tell you, okay, I'm going to feed you one time a day. Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hand it to you once a day, and that's all you get, okay? You're going you're gonna, to, you know, just engulf yourself because you're hungry, mm -hmm. okay? Um, I, just, I just noticed, you know, not recently because I don't have hounds <coughs> right now, but back in the day when I fed twice a day, those dogs looked better, felt better, and I, you know, I can't give you an honest answer. That's just my experience, and a lot of this stuff with the pet food is, like I said, I fed a lot of it, and I watched and listened and read and observed, mm -hmm. and that's just one thing that I really, I really noticed. It was very helpful when I fed twice a day. So, so when you're feeding, when you're feeding the high standard or the joy. Or but high standard, uh, you've got feeding recommendations on the back of the bag. Do you have any advice for uh, people who are trying to find the right amount that they should be feeding their hounds? Absolutely, I do. Uh, hounds and dogs are just like humans. You know, some, some dogs and some humans gain weight easy. Some hounds and people, they don't hardly gain weight at all. And everybody's different. All those feeding guidelines are suggested amounts 
and, and I think they're passed down by the, you know, USDA. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so it's not, it's not, it's not us telling what to feed. It's, it's, it's governed. Um, but every, every dog's different. They mm-hmm. really are. And, uh, it's, I always call it every dog has a, has a recipe for success and they're none hard, hardly any of them are the same. You got to figure it out is when you're training a dog, you have to figure out what that dog needs and what that dog thrives on. So we'll be right back after we get this quick word from our sponsor. Check out Dogs Are Treat at dogsartreat.com. And if you go to their website at checkout and enter the code HXP 20% off, you will get 20% off of your entire order on all of their branded products. Leashes, tie-outs, medical kits, paws are protected. Build your pack from the ground up and support a fellow houndsman that supports your lifestyle. Enter the code HXP20% off at checkout. Go to their website today at dogsartree.com. Houndsman XP is very proud of our partnership with the organization Freedom Hunters. Freedom Hunters is a nonprofit organization that takes America's veterans hunting from field to field, from the battlefield to a field near you when you volunteer your time to take America's warriors hunting with you and your hounds. It's easy. Go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the partnership tab, and it will take you to Freedom Hunters. You can go direct to their website to make donations at freedomhunters.org. Support America's heroes. Let's pay it back. Visit Freedom Hunters at freedomhunters.org or go to houndsmanxp.com and you can find them on our website from field to field. Yeah, the Houndsman XP podcast is built around that concept right there. Um, you know, extreme performance and, and trying to tell people and, and share ideas among this hound hunting community of how to achieve that success and extreme performance. And we're not afraid to talk about that stuff. And, and I've, I've been around and I was the guy at one time, you know, that I had my feed scoop and I had my bucket and every hound got the coffee can full of feed right. and went in the dish and you go on to the next. But I've noticed in the last several years that when I take time and I actually pay attention to the hound, I can tell you that out of the hounds I've got, none of them get the same amount of feed. No. Not, none of them. I've got one that's an easy keeper. And, and on the, the Joy 3020, you know, two and a half cups is what she needs a day. Now I've got a, a male plot. He stays spun out and crazy most of the time. You know, four and a half cups is what it takes. So two different hounds living in kennels side by side and just taking the time to assess what you've got every day and, and adjusting. I adjust, I'm, I'm constantly adjusting feed. Right, well, we'll think about this just for a second. You probably heard this, <clears throat> okay. We'll say you have a really small and I, I tend to keep our products small okay and we spray fat on the kibble the kibble right yes so we have a real small you know dense kibble sprayed on with fat okay and it's small and you put it in this you put it in a container and you weigh that okay mm-hmm. and then you get 
one of my competitors' brands, okay, and let's just say it's a bigger, bigger chunk. It's kind of fluffier, okay, so you can't get as much in that container. Right. Okay, and it won't. More dead won't, air space. Yeah, it probably won't weigh as much. Mm-hmm. Is that smaller one, or maybe it weighs? Maybe maybe it does weigh the same amount each 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 kibble, but there's so many more in like a joy or high standard one because they're smaller. Okay, and you weigh that. Okay, it's not nearly as much. So when you're switching, I always tell everybody, don't feed as much. If you're feeding joy or high, do not feed as much because if you're switching, most of them, not all of them, but some of them, you're going to feed and you're going to feed this joy or high standard and you're going to have extra stool yeah it's because you're probably feeding half again as much as Mm -hmm. what you were originally feeding so it's so funny you bring that up i picked up on that because i came from another brand and i started looking at that and i got out my scale yep and i put it in i put one cup i did this several times so i this is way overkill i know i don't know why i did it but i took a ziploc bag and go. I put a I put a cup of feed in that bag, and I put it on the scale, and I recorded the weight. And I took the other brand, and I did the same thing: cup of feed and weighed it. And then I dump them back out and do another cup. And then I got an average. And I've told people since I started feeding Joy, Joy dog food weighs more per cup than the brand I came from. That's right. And so I found I dropped the amount of feed, amount of cups I was feeding per day, almost in half. Right. No, you're, yeah, you're, that's, yeah, I totally agree. And, but I, I've straightened so many people out that, you know, just like when I was little, <clears throat> we fed out of a big barrel and my dad had a, had a cup right there. We'd scoop it up and pour it in there. Yep. Okay. We didn't, we didn't weigh it. We just poured it in there. You know, right. we had bird dogs. So, yep. you know, they'd eat it in 3.7 seconds and, you know, um, we fed them once a day. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a big big difference. So, that's where you know a better a better question. You know, if you're eating um, if you're eating chicken breast every day, and I'm eating um, I don't know um, something that's not as nutritious fish sticks, <coughs> fish sticks. Okay, <laughs> um, you're going to be in better shape than I am. You are because fish sticks will not hold up to. A, a chicken breast, right, and, and protein and nutrition. It just won't. I right, mean, you're, you're, actually, you're cheating. You're, you're putting in all the time and effort on training a hound. You want that hound, <clears throat> excuse me. You want that hound to perform at peak level, okay. And you're putting all the effort in there, but then you're, you're, um, you're not. You're feeding something that is not matching your effort and the dog's effort. Right. You're cheating yourself and you're cheating the dog. Uh, that's that's what I never, I never could wrap my hand head around, uh, the demands we put on these hounds. I mean, what's what's the payout for the for the PKC World Hunt? Thirty thirty k. Thirty grand. Thirty grand. So you're coming here to compete on thirty grand, but if somebody asked you to run a marathon, you couldn't do it on fish sticks and French fries. You know, exactly. but I never, I, I, I always had a hard time wrapping my head around the philosophy, this race to the bottom for where can I get the most feed for the cheapest, cheapest price? Because when you right. start doing that, 
I've been there. I mean, I've fed blue barm when I was a kid, and I've fed some other stuff when times were a little bit tight and different sure. things. And and all dog foods are not created equal. And if we're going to talk about extreme performance, we're going to talk about feeding for extreme performance. Right. You know? Exactly. But we, we expect these dogs to go out and run a bear for 16 miles, 20 miles a day. And they can't do that on snowballs and, and you know, Twinkies. It just can't exactly. happen. Exactly. No, and and these guys here, I mean, they're they're going they're running for thirty thousand dollars and I don't know what's the entry fee. I don't even know. Three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks? Three hundred. <clears throat> okay. So you know, a lot of these guys they're spend they're dropping times four. They if they don't get in, they're dropping twelve hundred bucks this and week. A, and a week's not working and hotel rooms. They got some they got some money invested here. Mm-hmm. And most of these guys know what to do yeah they've been here a while they understand the game um but there's there's a lot to pet food there there is there's more than what you know if you're if you're strictly looking at for price okay without giving a dog food a chance okay and hey there's a bunch of good dog foods out there there's a bunch of good dog foods out there um and I'm not sitting here trying to plug Joy and High Standard. But there's a bunch of good dog foods out there. But, you know, if you're strictly looking for, for price and you're, you're hunting every night, give, give some of these other products, of, these other companies and products a chance because you, you will be amazed what a really good, high-quality pet food will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crucial. It's essential. Um, we did a... We did a podcast at the beginning of the year, and we I don't remember how many resolutions we went through, um, but it was resolutions for houndsmen, and one of them was um, if you can't afford to feed your hound properly for the what you expect from that hound, you have too many hounds. Right. You know? I am. You know, if, if you can't, if, you, if, if you're sitting there and you're looking around and you're thinking, man, my dogs are falling out of bear races. Man, they just, you know, I can't hunt them two days in a row. And you've got 40 of them standing out there. Cut back on the number of hounds and increase the quality of care that you're giving them. And that includes dog food. Right. <clears throat> I'll give a company a plug. I'll never forget. Um, and this was before 98. Um, there was a dog food. I don't think they're in business anymore. Called Casco. Casco. Yep. Yeah. I remember Casco. <clears throat> and there was a pink bag of Casco, yep. and I you think couldn't miss it. It was. I think it was thirty twenty. And I remember having it in the, in the store, and it was expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, golly, should I should I try that? And I did, and I I fell in love with it. It was a it was a very good product, mm-hmm. and I could immediately. Because um, even though I own a feed store, it's still money out of my pocket. Right. You know, and I'm I'm a kid. I'm I'm in twenty some years old. So, um, uh, and I fed a lot of busted bags. <clears throat> had a feed store, so something busted. I, you know, scooped Swept it up. It up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I remember <laughs> switching to that Casco, and I mean, within three four days, I I had to back it off. From what I was, what I switched from, but I'm telling you, it was a, it was a good product. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. So, so now, you know, we, we, in the beginning, you subcontracted, 
the production out. Now you own your own facilities? No, sir. I okay. Have, I have um, where, I, where we manufacture at, <clears throat> I've been there for over 20 years. Okay. Okay. So you've okay. got a long-standing relationship. Yes. I got you. Yes. Been there over 20 years. Um, gosh, there's, I, I know 75% of the people in that plant, you know, got yeah. the personal cell phone numbers. I know what's going on there all the time. Mm-hmm. I probably missed two or three phone calls from them here since I've been sitting here. Right. I've seen you looking at your phone. You're yeah. a busy guy. Yeah. So. And one of those plants is in Ogden, Utah, right? <laughs> is it Ogden? Well, I have a warehouse in Ogden. A warehouse. Okay. Yeah. I, I was um, I was manufacturing in Ogden as well. Okay. Okay. I have a big warehouse that, that I lease in Ogden, Utah. Um I was manufacturing Ogden, Utah, and the company out there, and I was with them 15, 16, 17 years, mm-hmm. and same type of relationship with where I'm at currently. Mm-hmm. And they sold. The guy out there sold to another company, and I don't want to go into names because I don't want right. to say anything bad about anybody. Um, but I wasn't happy with how they sure. were going to handle stuff. It's just business. It's business. It is. It's nothing personal. It's just business. So... We we rolled out of there. I I pulled stakes. Now we still ship, I still ship tractor trailloads into the Ogden warehouse because we supply, um, and a lot of the people understand. I live out there. There's um, uh, there's a Steve Regan's. There's a chain of Steve Regan's Salt Lake City area. We ship. We sell a lot of dog food in the Salt Lake City area. A mm-hmm. lot of dog food. Uh, and then the Sportsman's warehouses. All out west. Yep. And there's some scattered. So Sportsman's Warehouse carries high standard. A big okay. customer. Wow. Big customer. Okay. Yes. And then Associated Foods. And as you well know, you know, Idaho, Utah, out, out, that, out that Montana, Wyoming, you know, when you have a grocery store, it's more than just groceries. I mean, right. they have everything there because there's not a lot of feed stores. You buy tire chains at a grocery store out oh, there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they got it all. And um, Associated Foods there in Salt Lake City, um, great company. Um, we're the number one high standard for the last three or four or five years is the number one selling product out of Associated Foods. Um even over some of the big names. Mm-hmm. There's more high standards sold out there than even, I don't want to name any, any names, but we sell a lot of food out there. So if a person is trying to find a high standard in the West, where would you recommend, uh, would you direct them to your website to find a dealer? or sure. Okay. Yeah. Just go on highstanderdogfood.com and there's a dealer locator. Type in your zip code, hit search, boom, it'll come up. Exactly where the closest location. So yeah, yeah. Well, good deal, Wade. Man, I I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time. This has been a great conversation. Uh, appreciate your candor and and. Uh, I appreciate you having me. I yeah. I found out that you were going to be here, and this this turned out to be a perfect opportunity. I live forty minutes from here, and. I know you made a pretty good drive over here today. Yeah, yeah. I went to college in Carbondale, Carbondale, Illinois. Down yes, at, I, SIU. Yeah, Southern Illinois University. Yeah. Uh, did a couple semesters there, and and uh, and then I got an opportunity. I 
I actually didn't finish my degree down there. I'd had an associate's from another school and then transferred in there. But uh, I enjoyed my time in Southern Illinois when I was over there. We had fun. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I've lived there for a long time. It's, it's a great place to live. So um, I always say, you know, when you, we do have a pizza place in town now, but uh, <clears throat> it's one of those places. And we do have cell phone service. But How know, far I, are you from Carbondale? 25, 30 miles. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. We don't, we lock, you don't have to lock your doors, okay? Right, right. Okay, we're, we live in that, we live in the country, but, I mean, we do lock the door. We, you know, it's just one of those communities. It's, Peniville, Peniville, Illinois is a good place to live. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it, it was Crab Orchard National Wildlife Refuge. Sure. And, and, I mean, just, it was amazing. Um, another interesting fact was wildlife materials, the tracking. Yeah. The tracking equipment was right all there right Carbondale. there in Carbondale, Illinois. Are they still in business? Do you know? You know what? I, I do not know. I'm going to check. Yeah. I want to find out. They've surely still got stuff going on with, uh, you know, the, the fish and wildlife management side with, with uh, you would think. telemetry. Yeah. It's, it's, old, it's old technology, but it's reliable. Oh, no. And I had, I had a 1,000-box. A I think you could track 10 or 12 collars with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, once you figured out how to how to use it, I could tell you where that dog was at within. Isn't that the truth? Yes, I knew how to use that thing. Wouldn't that be fun to bring like an old 10x or yeah. 10SX in here and hand it to to one of these guys that doesn't have any gray hair yeah. and tell them to go find a dog? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, I had the little mini antenna on the bottom of the box, you know, where you didn't have to pack the right. whole Yagi. It just folded out underneath it. That wildlife yep. came up with it all. And man, I could zone in on them. I mean, I could zero in on them. Right. Oh yeah. No, it's hey, they were accurate. They were, they were good, good units. Yeah. Well, Wade, I'll, I know you're a busy man. I appreciate your time. And uh, until next time, you follow your hounds. I'll follow mine. We'll do it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you bet. It. You bet. <laughs>